from the team at CTS, this is the Time Crunch Cyclist Podcast, our show dedicated to answering your training questions and providing actionable advice to help you improve your performance, even if you're strapped for time. I'm your host, Coach Adam Pulford, and I'm one of the over 50 professional coaches who make up the team at CTS. In each episode, I draw on our team's collective knowledge, other coaches, and experts in the field to provide you with the practical ways to get the most out of your training and ultimately become the best cyclist that you can be. Now, on to our show. Welcome back, Time Crunch fans. I'm your host, Coach Adam Pulford. If you're just joining us, welcome. The Time Crunch Cyclist Podcast is designed to give you actionable training advice in a shorter, condensed format. In other words, no fluff, just the good stuff. Today is another Q&A episode where I answer questions directly from you, our listeners. And we've had a ton of great questions pouring in. So it looks like I'll be doing this <laughs> more and more. And, uh, I even, uh, I heard from some audience members out at some, uh, bike racing this over the past couple of weeks. And, and, uh, it, it's, it's great to hear the feedback. I get some feedback coming in, um, on our online form where you can ask some questions as well. And so again, if you're just joining us for the first time, um, it, it's awesome to have you, uh, head over to trainright.com backslash podcast, click on ask a training question. And those questions will get submitted directly to me. I work on those as well as some, um, uh, big topics in the world of endurance, sport, physiology, psychology, nutrition, hydration, among other topics. And, we give you all the good stuff on the show. So, uh, today to help frame up the question a bit more, um, I'm pretty sure this question came in response to an episode I did, uh, just a few months ago and it's episode number 128, where I'm talking about endurance training and zone two training in the base time period. So when you're just building up the aerobic base, uh, I, I said something about a plateau in there. So, here is the direct question quote zone two till you plateau at what level would this plateau occur in just zone two training? And that question's coming from Marion. Uh, so good question, Marion. Uh, my practical coaching answer is around six to eight weeks. And what I'm looking for there is, uh, your CTL two plateau week to week, meaning it's, it's not going to change, or maybe it, it changes by, uh, one or two or by zero or one. And that's a decent point and a decent indicator to tell you to change your training, either add more volume or add more intensity. I think for a time crunched athlete, you're going to likely add more intensity at that point when you go into your, your build phase of training. Now to, I think for a lot of people to identify what that plateau and, and what goes into that, it's, it's really helpful to talk about some of these uh, terms and concepts. And so a CTL plateau, that is where your ramp rates no longer are changing or changing very slightly, like I just talked about ramp rates can be positive or negative, meaning they go up or down. And it's really the change in CTL week to week that we're talking about that can go up or down. 
And so if we're building like in a base and, and build phase, we, we want the ramp rate to be positive so that we are ramping up fitness. Ideally, we're going to be between a two and a two to five ramp rate during this base and build time period. Five to seven ramp rate is aggressive, but still realistic. And that's probably something that I would see more in a build phase. Once you're in a ramp rate of seven to 10 or 10 plus, that, that's really aggressive. That's overloading, or maybe your FTP is set too low and it could be time to test again to make sure that all of your data is, is clean and uh, realistic for your training. And also as a, as a reminder, the ramp rates, these ramp rates are coming from TSS and TSS per week. To put it simply, if you're doing more training this week, than you did last week. You've scored more TSS points and therefore your fitness is ramping up. And all that ramp rate is doing is telling you how much CTL you're increasing week to week. And that is the most simple way that I can describe it. And I would say, just keep it really simple in your mind from that standpoint. And it's going to help you organize your training, um, in a really good way. And speaking of, I think for some people like myself, I'm a very visual learner and oftentimes I go to, um, something visual to really grasp something better. And what I'm going to do is for anybody who's on YouTube or anybody listening here that doesn't know, we have a YouTube version of the time crunch cyclist podcast, head over to YouTube and, and search for us. Cause what I'm doing right now is I'm doing a, just a quick screen share and I'm doing a, a quick screen share of, um, training peaks. And I've just got a, an example client up here. And what I'm going to show you is the modeled approach to a CTL plateau. Before I do this, it, it, we have to make some assumptions here. Again, a model just does, it just shows what something can do in a unrealistic world. <laughs> I'm then going to bring it back to the, to the, world of reality. Okay. So when I say that we have to make some assumptions here, we're going to make the assumption that this athlete is starting at zero fitness, which never really occurs. Uh, normally when I'm taking on a client, I've always, they're, they're coming in with some endurance fitness of some kind, and even could be fitness from the gym. It could be fitness from, um, other aspects of life, but generally I, I never get a, a client that has a zero fitness coming into this. Okay. Now also I'm going to make some assumptions that this athlete's going to be time crunched where we're only going to do uh, six hours of training per week and it's never going to change. So as I keep on scrolling through this six hours, you'll see won't change and how we're going to accumulate that six hours of training is going to be pure zone two endurance training. We're going to do three, one hour rides per week during the weekday. And then on the weekends, we're going to do 90 minute rides of zone two endurance training. And then we're going to have rest days on Monday and Friday. And what I did was I just, I built that up week after week. I simply copied and pasted so you could see how CTL or fitness increases. And right away, as we go from say the week where there's no training impulses into the system, and then we start doing our training or the model starts racking up TSS, you can see that the increase here is by five points of CTL. 
And as we keep doing the same zone two training week after week here in week two, you can see that the CTL increases by four points up to nine. Now, again, like visual learners here, go to YouTube and you can see as I keep on scrolling here, now I'm into week five and six, and you can see the fitness score changing by three points, by two points, by another two points into week eight, nine, and then we only increase by a point by week 10. And that is pretty much where I consider a plateau to occur. When I'm, when I'm looking at metrics to indicate to me when it's time to move on. And so again, like, like I said, in my, you know, real coaching advice, it's generally right around six to eight weeks. Um, but here, if you keep on scrolling, you'll see that it won't change after 12 and 13. And again, this is the modeled approach. This is assuming zero fitness to start. And it's different, right? It would happen sooner if you had some fitness rolling into the system beforehand. And that's my point. Now, this modeled approach, it's accurate for sure, but the reality is, is many people, they're not going to hit six hours of zone two perfectly every single week. It's messy. It's zigzaggy. It's never linear like this. And so the model should do a good job of just showing us conceptually how this can occur. And again, Marion, back to your question. Yeah. Six to eight weeks is still solid. Maybe eight to 10. Sure. Uh, but most most people, like I said, it's going to change more than that. And, you know, honestly, when, uh, I don't know, you think about it, if you do two weeks of just zone two and two weeks of the same thing, I think a lot of time crunch cyclists are also mentally going to be like, oh my gosh, I need something different. Right. So there's, there's the reality of, of people's mindsets and, and the variety of training that goes on this. So my real approach here, when it comes to the base training phase and using endurance training or zone two, uh, to build that base is, you know, I'll spend a chunk of time there six to eight weeks to build up fitness, but it's, it's not just CTL. As I, I mentioned some, some, you know, mental aspects, I mentioned, um, some other things going on. And it's important to know that it's not just one metric. It's not just CTL. We're building good habits. We're increasing the frequency of exercise to do this. And I'm also, I don't have a huge expectation to perform for my athletes during this time. It's simply get on the bike, get on the trainer, just start going, start pedaling, start sweating, get training in, train to train. And this is really important to set the stage for what is to come next. We refer to it as a build phase um, or adding more intensity or more volume. And you you need this base phase and you need consistency. Um, you need good habits in order to have good accomplishments in that build phase. Again, because that definitely layers on top of itself to have good outcomes in training into the future. Okay. The reality is that I probably only do this for about four to six weeks for most of the clients I work with, because again, you know, they're rolling in with some good fitness. They generally have some decent habits going. Um, and oftentimes this is occurring maybe in January for a lot of my athletes because the holidays and November, December is usually when we take some time off and that time off it's, it's hit and miss with training, but the holidays get in the way you you've got travel and other things going on. And 
really what I find is this grounding time period is a space and time to just recalibrate, especially with habits. Fitness comes along with it. Um, And then mindset to get ready to train and move beyond this. And so that quick summary is, you know, the the plateau in your CTL, it's not a bad thing. It's an indicator and it's an indicator that lets you know it can be time to change, move on, add more variety into the training, add more um, intensity, volume, something else so that you can use the metric of CTL to keep moving the needle forward. Now, for Marion and for all of our listeners out there, I, I do think that we're oftentimes in a hurry. We're in a hurry to do pretty much everything, including building up fitness. But I think that, you know, the reason I spent, uh, you know, so much time on this today is that the base really sets the stage for everything we do uh, into the season whether you're racing or you just have these like epic rides that you want to do with friends. If you do the base, right, you'll have way more fun. You'll have way more success and you'll have way more fitness down the road. So again, you know, when it comes to the base training, uh, keep to endurance work and and lean into the monotony of zone two. Uh, it, it definitely does a very good job of establishing baseline fitness and increasing good habits in there, but at some point, and it's going to happen pretty soon, there's just a better way to spend your time training. Okay. Because if you're only doing six hours of training per week, you're likely going to have to shift up into that zone three or maybe low, low zone four to get more training stimulus to keep that fitness moving forward. Be patient with it, keep going, but look for that plateau in CTL, like as I described, using ramp rates to do that. And I think you'll have a ton of success. So I hope all that makes sense. <laughs> thank you again for tuning in to today's show, Marion. Thank you for the question. Um, we'll have more topics covered and questions answered in the weeks ahead here on the Time Crunch Cyclist podcast. And, you know, I hope that you got some really good learnings out of today's show. I look forward to hearing back from our audience, uh, either <laughs> from the World Wide Web or uh, the reality of bike racing and events where, where I'm out at over here on the East Coast. And as always, if you like what we're doing here on the podcast, just share it with a friend. Rate and review us wherever you get your podcast, and that's going to be the most effective way for you to help grow and, and help the show out and ensure that you keep on getting more content like this. Thanks again, and go out there and keep on training right. Thanks for joining us on the Time Crunch Cyclist Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you want even more actionable training advice, head over to trainright.com backslash newsletter and subscribe to our free weekly publication. Each week, you'll get in-depth training content that goes beyond what we cover here on the podcast that'll help you take your training to the next level. That's all for now. Until next time, train hard, train smart, train right.